Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with Coach Red, where we bring you all the news, stories, takes, and opinions from all your favorite teams from the Pacific North Fresh, from the good to the bad to the Mariners. I honestly miss the Mariners already. I miss the Mariners so hard right now. Yeah, me too. I just want to turn on the telly. The Mariners. I just want to turn on the telly and just watch them. Get, like keep me involved through nine demos grand slam on repeat yeah i'm just gonna that's gonna i would say that that would put me to bed every night but then i would never go to bed i would just yeah. be awake all the time it's true all right so enough about nothing about the mariners nostalgia we need to talk about one of the beloved teams of seattle but before we talk about that beloved squad, let's hear from a couple of 12s. One that might be a little bit country and one that might be a little bit rock and roll. Or maybe that person is all wrapped up in the same one. And it might be me, your boy, Coach Red. Follow me on Twitter at The Real Coach Red, <laughs> on Instagram at The Real underscore Coach Red. And let's go with a guy. If he was on offense right now, he'd be the jack of all trades. He might be your wildcat quarterback. He could be a running back. Maybe he's rocking the slot. Who knows where this guy is? He's all over the field. He's your boy. Mystery man. It's me, Lefty France. What's good? Follow me on Twitter at Lefty France and on Instagram at DFrance13. Follow us. Follow us. Follow us. Podcasts, Coach Red Pod. Coach, yep. Figure it out. Figure it out. Listen to the one before and before that. And then follow. There's a lot of episodes out right now. I think yeah. that we're coming close to like 30-ish. I don't know. That's quite a bit. That's, that's yes. a lot in the podcast follow game. Follow us. Do it. Do it. Do it. Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks. They're Seahawks. currently at a not so Seahawks number of two and three early on. They've had three losses early in the season before and have made a run to the playoffs. The only difference is they're going to be doing out doing it without Russell Wilson for four to eight weeks. Probably with Russell Wilson might be optimistic but looking at getting him back after the bye which would be the four-week mark which i would not put that out of the question the dude is unbelievable at getting healthy and getting right and at least getting into playing shape but lefty real talk here before last thursday did you ever envision yourself googling mallet finger <laughs> no i didn't and... i didn't know it was a thing no. And then when I see it, I'm like, oh, I, also I've honestly as, seen that quite a bit. Also known as baseball finger, because it looks like you're gripping a baseball, throwing a fastball because the tendon ruptured at the end of your finger and it can't support it's itself and bad. pull it up. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. 
I was very shocked that I even had to research it. But so you're looking at Russell Wilson, who has never missed a practice in 10 years in the NFL and is now going to be on the shelf for an undisclosed amount of time. If you're you've heard a lot of good feedback from Pete Carroll, Russell's a good healer, which has typically been true. I mean, the dude after he gets that mallet finger on Thursday night, gets surgery on Friday, flies out Friday, Friday morning, gets surgery that day. Yeah. The dude wants to be on the field, and that's kind of what you see. But right now, it's the Geno Smith show. I mean, the dude hasn't had a run at a starting quarterback job for an extended period of time since he got punched in the face by AK, whatever the hell his name was, and basically took him out of the Jets roster. Looked good. In, in relief of Russell Wilson, I think that with Gino, he doesn't have the physical tools and improvisation that Russell has. And I think that what you saw, at least on that first drive from Gino Smith, was a guy that has learned Shane Waldron's offense, and that's what you look at. You look at Gino Smith, and I feel like you could compare him physically to Jared Goff. Jared Goff probably has a little bit more touch, a little bit more accuracy than Gino, but the dude went no incompletions and drove the Seahawks down the field. So there's some optimism there. Just a veteran knows what he's doing. And it really showed you what that offense can be. And you also have that offense without Chris Carson, who should be back this, this coming week. So you're looking at a Seahawks team that gets a few guys back. You've got you're losing a Russell Wilson, but you're gaining Chris Carson. You're gaining Gerald Everett back off the COVID list. So you've got some guys, at least on the offensive side of the ball, that should be helping out that offense, especially when you've got Geno Smith, who's not your everyday QB one, but is a solid veteran and is been critically acclaimed as one of the best backups in the league for a while. I mean, this dude was the first QB drafted in 2013. Granted, it was in the second round, wasn't a good QB crop, but the dude has shown in spots that he can do good things. I mean, you look at the touchdown drive, give him all the props in the world. The interception that he threw, Tyler Lockett's coming across the middle, gets bumped slightly, tries to get that PI call, can't get all the way across the middle, ball gets picked off, game's over. But do I put that on Geno Smith? I don't. Do you think Lockett kind of flopped? I didn't want to say it, but it was like there was a little bit of contact and he flopped it up. Yeah, it was like minimal contact. Yeah, and at that point I get you're trying to sell it, but – the refs aren't really going to call it in that it wasn't time blatant. of the game. No, it was not blatant. He, yeah, we don't have to talk about it, but I agree. Gino definitely showed that he's honest. He can still th- sling it, really. Like he's been a bench player for a long time. A long time, really only got one chance with the Jets, yeah. And, and the Giants, the Giants broke Eli Manning's yeah. like starting record. Like, we're just going to start Geno Smith. And that led to the demise of their head coach. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest, biggest thing it comes down to is our defense. 
and I, I think you can attest to that. It's just been hard to watch your when your Pro Bowl safety isn't turning his head on balls that he could easily pick off. It hurts, and those big plays happen from it. You just it's hard to watch, and so I really think that our defense is gonna should have a breakout game. It's yeah, I hope. I hope. Look at the Steelers right now. The thing that has plagued the Seahawks, like you look at the Colts. The Colts are a good rushing team. They've got. Jonathan Taylor, they've got Naheem Hines, they've got Marlon Mack, they've got a bevy of running backs, and the Seahawks basically bottle them up week one. Week two, you're playing the Titans, and for the first half, do a great job of bottling up Derrick Henry. He goes absolutely bananas in the second half in overtime. All right, you think you, you know, found the golden ticket, you're Willie, you're Charlie in the chocolate factory. You found the golden ticket. We don't have to face Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison is no slouch as a backup, and he's shown that in the games that he has been the lead back, and he absolutely went crazy against the Seahawks. A lot of it was great game planning by the Vikings offensive coordinator and really hitting some very timely screen plays and, and all that. So you're like, okay. Then you go against the 49ers, which is typically insert running back here, running back A or B gets 100 yards. The Seahawks did a pretty good job of bottling up that rushing attack. So you're sitting there, you're like every other week stopping the rushing attack. Yeah. Play on Thursday night, you've got Darrell Henderson who gets banged up. Him and Sonny Michelle have a pretty darn good game. Well, now you're going up against a guy who was hungry and you've got an offense that is featuring Big Ben, who has been inconsistent at best. He lose one of his top targets for an extended period of time in Juju Smith-Schuster. So you've got Chase Claypool, you've got Deontay Johnson, you've got Pat Fryermuth rocking <laughs> the tight end spot, and then you've got Najee Harris, is a guy that you drafted in the first round that you look to be your bell cow. I think that the key to stopping this Pittsburgh attack is saying – we're going to stop Najee Harris. Let's let the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger beat us because Ben Roethlisberger, they started off the season last year, 13 and 0, and they have been atrocious since then. They have one win on the season. I believe maybe two. I didn't, as you can tell, I did a ton of Pittsburgh research Two. but Ben Roethlisberger, like the dude, I feel like, I know we're getting closer and closer to Halloween, but I feel like the guy's going to throw the ball and his arm's going to fall off. He's going to be a walking zombie out there. (laughs) I mean, you're looking at this guy, like let him beat you. What I would like to see out of the Seahawks is let Darrell Taylor feast. The dude has four sacks in five games. He's been getting after the quarterback. You've got Carlos Dunlap, who has come up in clutch spots. I mean, Carlos Dunlap last week knocks down a third down pass, and I think Seahawks are in business, and then that interception comes on the next play once the Seahawks get on offense, and then you, you know, put your tail between your legs and go to bed. But they do have some – I'd like to see Kerry Hyder get involved in the pass rush. Puna Ford has been a beast on the inside – 
pushed as a pressure. Big Ben is not mobile. He's no, exactly. get down, but you have a freak athlete in Darrell Taylor. Let that dude go get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And what I would like to see on the back end is Big Ben does not have the big arm that he used to have. You don't have the same offensive weapons. Chase Claypool is a very good weapon. Notice I said weapon because he's not the most complete wide receiver. He doesn't have the best hands. He's not the best at contested catches. Deontay Johnson is your more sure-handed pass catcher, but at the same time, the dude can get banged up and get knocked out of the game at a moment's notice. He's been very injury-prone. What I would like to see is the Seahawks run with a more man-style defense against this Pittsburgh offense. Stack the box, make Big Ben beat you. You know what? You're going to give up a big play, but one thing that you have is you have an eraser. It's pink, it's trapezoidal, and it's strong, and his name is Quandre Diggs. He's great at playing over the top. He's opportunistic on the ball in the air. Let's play a little bit more man. Let's create that added pressure on Big Ben and put those guys in the box to stuff Najee Harris because I think if you do that, that is going to be the key to success. Yes, it is. I mean, Ben, Big Ben, if you do get pressured on him, he's going to crumble. You, that, that's really, yeah, it's really where it comes down to is just getting to him to force him to make bad errors, bad throws, just all around have a, a bad game. If you're allowing that man to stay in the pocket, he could probably still eat you alive. And I agree. It's just, it comes down to our defensive line pressure, defensive backs, not allowing those. Yeah, exactly. Not allowing receivers to break away from you, not allowing anywhere for big Ben to throw it, to hold the ball longer and try to wait for something to happen and then the sacks will come. You know, that's that's what it, it does boil down to. And I will say this. Last week, even though there were a decent amount of completions completed on D.J. Reed, D.J. Reed, I mean, even Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were like, this guy is sticky right now. He is on their hip. He is making these guys make contested catches. I think that that is going to be key, is making the – Pittsburgh pass catchers make those contested catches. If you sit back in your soft zone and leave the middle of the field wide open, that's where you get in trouble. And it's what's been plaguing the Seahawks this year. You look at last year, they gave up a ton of yards early, but they were playing a lot of bad teams. They played some better teams earlier in this year. They've had a couple of stinkers where they let the lead slip out of their hands. They have an absolute shit show against the Vikings happen. So, you need to really capitalize on this match. This is a huge, yeah, this is a huge game for them. In the, in the, the issue for the Seahawks is you're going weakness for weakness for strength for strength. Your weakness right now is your defense. You're giving consistently over 450 yards right now. I think their average right now, because they had that first game that is kind of the outlier right now, they're averaging giving up 440 plus yards a game. Yeah, The Pittsburgh offense right now, their offensive line is nothing to write home about. Pat Firemuth is a 
good player, but he's a rookie and he wasn't even a standout at Penn State. So you're sitting there, no Juju Smith-Schuster, Big Ben's a shell of himself. That's their weakness. What's the Steelers' defense? It's their strength. Yeah. You have Minka Fitzpatrick. Is Watt banged up right now or is he still playing? I think he's playing right now. So you've got you've got uh Devin Bush in the middle, you've got Joe Hayden on the outside. Their corner game isn't the strongest in the world, but their defense is definitely their strength. What's the strength of the Seahawks? Their offense. You've got yeah. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Chris Carson, Will Disley. Seeing those guys can Harold make Everett. Gino look good, too. And the, the thing is, is I think that I'm going to hate to bring it up, but so far this year, I felt the line has played a lot better than it has in years mm-hmm. past. Would you agree? Yes. The sack rate is fairly similar to years past. So... I hate to do this to you, Russell, because I love you, but I think a little it's on you trying to extend plays play. where you yeah. where where you shouldn't. I think that with Gino, he's unfortunately at least throwing the ball, he's a little bit more risk adverse. Russell Wilson is pretty tight with the ball. He takes shots where he knows he can take it. Gino tries to put some things into tighter windows and he doesn't have the arm strength or the accuracy that Russell Wilson does to make those throws to be risk adverse. But I do think that Geno Smith will fare better behind this line because he's not going to improvise as much. You're not going to see those holding calls. You're not going to extend the play and run 15 yards back and get a sack. So I would say that right now your strength is your offense. And if Geno Smith can carry out the game plan, look at Jared Goff. Jared Goff is somewhat mobile, but not very mobile. He's accurate when he's on time. And I think you can say the same thing about Geno Smith. When he's on time, he can be fairly accurate. And he's been in, he's been with this team for multiple years. He's been in this system now and learning this system. And Russell Wilson is his number one cheerleader. His said Mm -hmm. while he's on the shelf, his goal is to make sure that Geno Smith is the best Geno that he's ever been. Granted, if they go to overtime, we're going to be in some trouble because Geno Smith isn't going to be going out there for the coin flips because Geno Smith, if he were on Madden right now, hundred coin flip, maybe 99. (laughs) Because yeah. there isn't a hundred, but he is a ninety-nine coin flip. So if we have to go to overtime, I don't like our odds as much unless we still send Gino out there. Yeah, he did. Or or, or are we gonna have to put Jake Luton? Jake against... Luton gonna have to go out there? Like if he is, Gino Smith during meetings, like meeting gets done, you got 15 minutes before practice. Luton. Like Luton, he's sitting there in the corner with him. All right, we're gonna flip a thousand coins real quick. Luton, you need to, you need to get six hundred and fifty out of a thousand correct. <laughs> yes, and I'm sure I'm sure you got them right because the Hawks hope... typically find guys that can call a good coin toss. Geno Smith, Tavares Jackson, your backup quarterbacks. R.I.P. Tavares. Rest in peace. But Gino, you're our dude. You're our dude. This ride, it's Geno time. And until Russ comes back, I have trust in you. Big trust. But here's the here's the thing. 
we're putting a lot on Gina right now, but who's looked good the last two weeks? His name's Alex Collins. Yeah. You have you have Chris yes, Carson sir. also coming back. And you look at this Pittsburgh team. They do have some they do have some depth on the interior defensive line, but you look at a TJ Watt, definitely more a pass rusher. You look at a Devin Bush, who is more of a sideline to sideline, more like whole pass catching, like mm-hmm. pass defense guy. So if you can get those guys rolling, how awesome would it be to see the Seahawks just chunking out six yards a carry and then hitting that play action and seeing Tyler Lockett, Freddie Swain, DK Metcalf, Philip Dorsett getting over the top of Minka Fitzpatrick because your run game is becoming so dynamic and electric that it opens up those passing lanes for Gino. And granted, he does not have the deep ball that Russell has. We all know that. But if your running game can get going hard, fast, and furious, you're going to get those safeties that take one or two steps forward and for DK Metcalf, Freddie Swain, and Tyler Lockett, that's all you need. And the other thing that I would love to see, I would love to see a very screen happy game because you have oh, yeah. a bunch of good pass catchers on this team in the screen game, and you have a bunch of good pass rushers for the Steelers. So get those guys biting up field, get your big hog mollies out front, get, get Dwayne Brown leading the charge and just pancaking a safety. Oh, guys are pulling Devin Bush. You want, you want, you want some of Gerald Everett. Well, guess what? You're getting some Dwayne Brown up in your ass. It's a running back, running back's dream to have a guard tackle anyone polling for you. You're like, oh, I can follow this big man up to the safety and hopefully to the end zone. You know, it's I'd love to see that. I'd love to see Dwayne Brown get out there for Chris Carson, Alex Collins, maybe Rashad Penny, Gerald Everett. Let's run some tight ends. Big Will, big Will. Oh, Uncle Will Will just sitting there like, all right, Dwayne Brown just demolished someone. And then someone else comes and Uncle Will just stiff arms him to the (laughs) ground. Like, like while Russell Wilson's out, there's no finesse. Like go out there and kick someone's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. All right, lefty. We got a big Sunday night game coming. Do you, do you predict a win or loss? For the Seahawks, are they going to three and three or are they going to two and four? I think this is a really big game for them. And I really do think that the defense shows up. Last year, it took them a little bit to kind of get get together as a group and perform. And something kind of turned a light switch flipped in their head and they Flipped it around last year. So I, I really do think that the Hawks pull this off in Pittsburgh. Sunday night game, big game. Gino, I think he has a, a huge game. I think he 
he connects with DK and Lockett a few times for touchdowns. I really don't see it being a low-scoring game either. Well, what's your score prediction? I'm going 31-20 Hawks. Wow. 11 11 points. I just think our defense really – they give up a couple just tough tough plays for touchdowns and then – but our offense, I think, could could really spark. See, I'm on. I'm. I'm You're a on the bit, low. Scoring. I'm a little bit different. Like I think that it's going to come down a lot to Chris Boswell and Myers. Jason Myers. You know, rocking in these field goals. I think they both. I think the defense at times will clutch up and yeah. force force these teams into field goal situation. I think they get three apiece, but I think, like you said, I think that Lockett and DK Metcalf both get a touchdown in this game. So I've got it sitting at 23 to 16. I think Najee Harris punches one in. So I feel like you've got one touchdown for Pittsburgh, two for two for the Seahawks, and you're going to sit at 23, 16, a seven point spread for me. I like it. I like because I think that both defenses are going to show up a little bit, and they're really gonna, they're gonna really be in the bend but don't break mode. Yeah, I think that there's going to be some big plays that happen between the twenties, but I feel like both teams are going to put a huge emphasis on locking down the other team's offense once they get in the red zone. I agree. It's going to be a good one Sunday night hope so we're going to be we're going to be watching it we're going to be loud and proud we're going to be kicking it and chilling it's all going to be great so as always give me a follow on social media on twitter at the real coach red on insta at the real coach red at the real underscore coach red and lefty france where where are you at follow me on twitter at lefty france on Instagram at dfrance13. Follow us, follow us, follow us. Do it, do it, do it. We love you. We love you and we love the Seahawks. And we're hoping that through adversity, this team gets a little bit stronger and they can, you know, while Gino's in while Gino's in the driver's seat, hopefully for only three weeks. I'm hoping we can come out of this two and one. If we can come out of this two and one, I think that we're in a prime position with Russell Wilson with that fire under his belly, losing some games early in the season. That dude's going to be a man on fire. He's going to be Denzel Washington. Denzel. And on Mother fire. Washington. I wish you had you a Merry Christmas. More time. <laughs> That's from Man on Fire. Jeez. Oh. I don't know what that is. Uh, lefty, we need to get you <laughs> up. I need to I need to lend you a DVD. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Like, oh, can you just, <laughs> can you just can you just like pin drop it to me? <laughs> can you airdrop? <laughs> yeah. Is this a thing? Can we do this still? <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for us tonight. Um You know, as always, just stay fresh. Stay fresh, peeps. Peace.